almost a decade later and none of your main cast or crew return, but fuck it, you'll go ahead anyway. It's episode 53 of Scaretroducing, Hannibal. And welcome to another edition of Scare Traducing, the horror podcast that is serious about series. I'm Callum McNabb. And I'm Gisela Martinez. And we are here today to talk about the 2001 film Hannibal, the sequel to Silence of the Lambs, third film in this franchise if we include the original Manhunter, which we obviously covered a couple of episodes back. Yes, we did. We are recording this one slightly late, um, we've been slightly distracted with other things which have been going on in the world, we've been at a protest yesterday in Glasgow. Yes, it was a peaceful one, it was really nice, um, a lot of people, and yeah, it was peaceful, and yeah, I like that, exactly. it, it, was, it was really nice to see all this amount of people yeah. showing up for this problem that we have is like a world yeah but i mean like well certainly in my case i I mean obviously you're you're slightly different but it's not something i've ever experienced being you know the palest white man you've ever seen in your life oh my god in a white majority country so it's not something i've ever experienced so i i I don't think i'm the best person to talk about (laughs) (laughs) but i do support it obviously uh we've been donating money we've been retweeting stuff we've been and then we went to the protest so we're trying to do our part that's basically what life's been like over the last week we never really had time to sit down and record a podcast we're also working on your visa issue which is coming up in september yes so we decided we're going to record it right before work so we've got you know monday 7 30 a.m 50 minutes to talk about this or wherever (laughs) so it's hannibal it's 2001 it's hannibal yes it's hannibal before we talk about it uh, your score out of 10? Well, f- had you seen this film before? I think parts of it. Parts of it. Same with me. I had seen parts of it. I don't know if I had seen the full thing. For some reason I thought I had, but then when I was watching it, not much of it rang a bell. Yeah, not much. Except like, certain bits, which we'll get into. Yeah, like I think big parts mm-hmm. of it, I was like, oh yeah, I've seen it. Right. Or I don't know if I've seen clips of it. Yes, but I've seen parts of it. And so... My score, yes. okay. Uh, I will give... This movie, uh, eight. Eight out of ten. Yes. That is incredible. Why? That's so, so high, for in my opinion. Well, I give nine to the other one. Yes, I know. And you gave a five to Manhunter. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. This is way worse than Manhunter, in my opinion. Ugh. I disagree with anyway. you. Anyway. My score out of ten is five for this. Okay. Yeah. So, the reason... That for that, um, which is which is how I wanted to start. I wanted to get into it. The main problem for me in this film is Anthony Hopkins. Oh no, I like him. Love I know him. you do. You said that in Sons of the Lambs as well. Yes, and no. I agree with you in Sons of the Lambs. That's that's my that's the reason of my high score. Anthony Hopkins and then Demi Moore. And who? <laughs> it's not Demi Moore. Julianne Moore. Ah, oh, Julianne Moore. Yeah. Oh yeah, Demi is the Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah so like Julianne Moore. Yeah. Oh. Love. Yeah, I like them both, <laughs> but I don't think 
they're really well julianne moore is a different issue which i'll get into as well but anthony hopkins for me in this movie i do not think he is good in this movie oh no and i wanted to go a little bit into that slightly so one i think hannibal lecter as a character is more interesting when he's in prison and just i said this in sans the lambs episode unpacking people with his mind right Mm -hmm. rather than violence and being out in the world the reason the tv show gets away with that is because you know nobody knows who hannibal is so Mm -hmm. he's still like hiding from people in some way and it's will graham who unlocks that door but people don't believe will and stuff so I think that that's how the TV show sort of circumvents that issue. In the movies, this movie, for example, in particular, Hannibal, I don't think is interesting that much when he's in the in the open world. Two, as I said, it's a decade later. This is ten years after Sands of the Lambs. Anthony Hopkins is now in his sixties, right? He is nineteen thirty-seven. He was born, mm-hmm. so two thousand and one is what? That's. 63, 64-ish. Uh-huh, okay. He's too old. He's not scary in any way. Like, he would not be a threat. Like, he's only just a threat in Sansa Lands 10 years before when he's 53 or whatever, but he's in prison for most of the movie. There's only one scene of violence, really. So yeah, I can buy it. Like, I can why, buy it. Why an old person will treat you? Oh, that's fine. Oh, by the way, wait. Right, but I, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't buy that he could do what he does in this movie. But he shows you so. No, I think he would be stopped like immediately. I think he'd be easily caught. Right. I, I don't. I, I also don't think Anthony Hopkins is trying that much in this movie. I think he's kind of bored. Mm-hmm. He's just there for a paycheck. I would have recast. No, that would have doomed the movie. I agree with that. Like it wouldn't have made any money. But it it gets away with the Jodie Foster not coming back and whatever. I still think if you're getting rid of Clarice, you should have also changed your Hannibal. Oh no, because Hannibal became iconic. Because of one movie. Yes, and still, like, okay, but again, we didn't give you a lot of help. Okay, let's make this about him. But that's what I'm saying. So I think, well, I assume it would have doomed the movie financially. I don't know that because obviously it didn't happen. I would have recast, and I would have gone with Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving would have been my my uh, my Hannibal in this movie. Okay, I don't know who he is. Have you you haven't seen The Matrix? No. Uh, you've seen Lord of the Rings. He plays Elrond, Lord of the Rings. Not I that you know. remember who that is. But, um, <laughs> he yeah, he would have been about like forty at the time. Uh, so I would have recast, and also the book makes something to do with Hannibal's plastic surgery. Haven't read any of the books, but I know that. Something like that is in there. Uh, so I would have just said, go with that and we move on. I don't think people would have cared. And I think I would believe him because he's just been in the Matrix. He can fight. I believe what he can do. If, oh, because he watched the ma- ma- Matrix. That no, I'm just saying, if you were to tell me that that guy's going to play Hannibal, I would go, okay, I, I buy it. In this, Anthony Hopkins is, is, is the same age as my dad right now. My dad is not challenging the what FBI. What time this movie came out? 2001. What were you doing in 2001? What was your biggest movies in 2001? May- maybe, I don't know, Pokemon. So, shut up. So, you mean what my favorite movies yes, were? Yes, probably. Pokemon. I was 11. Pokemon. Right, oh, yeah, so exactly. what's, what's the point? I don't know. You're talking about recasting and stuff. like, um, But the, the decisions made at that time mm-hmm. to bring him. Yes. What? I know that's that what it is. That moment was perfect. I, so. agree, I just that's what I'm saying. I don't agree with that. I I think 
that's what happened, and that's the movie we've got, and Anthony Hopkins got a chunk of change for it. I still think if you're if watching this movie, that's the problem is going he shouldn't be in Hannibal Lecter. he shouldn't play Hannibal Lecter in this movie. He's too old to do what he does. He's in the open world killing people and it's like he'd be caught instantly. He's an old man. Second problem is, is, is Clarice Starling. And my problem is not Julianne Moore. I love Julianne Moore, right? We you said that at the start, we kind of agree with that. My problem is that Clarice Starling in this movie has been written to be basically useless. She's gone from being someone who goes toe-to-toe with Hannibal Lecter in Sands of the Lambs to someone who can't figure out where he is on a merry-go-round when he touches her hair. Like she, can't, she can't figure out where he's gone. He's on that merry-go-round and he leans over and swipes the back of her hair. Yeah, but and she looks the wrong way. She... she becomes basically useless in this movie, I think. No, I don't think so. I think she's like, they put him like a strong woman. Like, she, like, believes in something. And she, she gets saved by Hannibal and at she, the end. she's like, oh, I believe in this. Oh, can you want to start in the plot? Because I'm... The plot just, of this uh, movie is, is, <laughs> is wild. Like, that's why I wanted to talk about, like, the casting and stuff. That's so awesome. it's basically, we see Clarice be, being this important special agent now in the FBI. And she made a mistake of shooting... A lot of people. She she takes decision in this, um, how's it called? It's like a raid, a drug raid. Yeah, and she kills a few people, she and people, yeah. in the also by the decisions she. It's not made, her mistake though. She takes uh, all police is killed. Yeah, but it's not her mistake. Well, decision. I said decision. It's yeah. I mean, she ends, but to, by to, decision she made, it's like cause all this, and she's getting blamed for that. Right again. That's yeah. She gets blamed for it, but it's not her decision or her mistake. It's a uh, well, the, they put her there. The, the, the character played by Ray Liotta, he doesn't stand down. They'd say, "Oh, the drug dealer's got a baby. We can't go ahead with this raid. Mm-hmm. It's too dangerous. You're going to kill a baby or whatever." Stand down. Everybody stands down except Ray Liotta. He says, "I'm going in," and he go- and then that's what causes the shootout. And yes, she does shoot people. I agree with that. That yeah. is what happens, but it's not her mistake. I know, and I like, that's the part I wanted to say, when you say, once that there's like a trial or something, she defends herself, like, she's never like, shaking or crying, just like, I had to do what I had to do in the situation I was put on. Right, and she's demoted immediately. Yes, but again, she's always like, really strong, like, oh. I, I, in her place, I would be crying. Like, okay, help me. Like, I'm fucked here. Right. She's like, no, I didn't do anything wrong. No, that, that's what I want. No. Uh, and she's always like, you're right. not going to move me from where I stand. And she's demoted. Yes, she's but... She's not a strong character in this but movie. that's not the she's point. She's a character with no agency. But she believes in what she did. To, I, Another yeah, person I will be like, okay, well, okay, no. She believes in it, what she did. I think yes, put okay. her really, really and strong character. I disagree because that's you're what saying, I'm saying strong character in the way. Oh, in the movie, we're gonna take you away a little bit. No, no strong character as she plays it. She plays it a really strong person. Right, I understand your point. Like you're not gonna mess up with me. Yes, I you're agree lying with you. about this. You're doing about me. No, what about if you tell your bullshit? Or right, like, I agree with you, sad. but. The movie then demotes her and gets rid of her. The movie has nothing to do with her for like 40 minutes. It's not interested. Because we also have the other strong character that is Hannibal. 
That's what I mean, though. Like, so, so she's gone from being someone who goes toe to toe with Hannibal to someone who is just she's just thrown to the wayside and then can't really wait, work her way back. And then when she does work her way back into the plot, she's saved by Hannibal Lecter. She doesn't have anything. But she how doesn't... do you want it that want them to be together? If one I don't is... want them to be together, there should be two sides of the same coin, not the same side. No, I want it... them to be opposites. But in this movie. Once, because in the book, they end up being lovers at the end. Spoiler for the book, right? <laughs> Which is why, one of the reasons Jodie Foster didn't come back. Jodie Foster was just like, I, I couldn't do that to Clarice Starling. Clarice Starling went from being someone I absolutely loved and cared about to someone who's just shat on throughout the entire book. She's better than this. She deserves better than this. Which I agree with watching this movie. The movie throws her to the wayside. Okay, she stands up for what she did. But the movie still goes, yeah, but sorry, you're not in charge. Fuck you, get out of here. And then, you, and then she just makes a couple of phone calls for the rest of the movie until she gets to the end of the movie where she meets Hannibal again and, oh, guess what? She can't get out of there by herself. Hannibal Lecter saves her. Okay. She's not a strong character. I disagree I, with I that entirely. It's, it's just like it's the plot. It's just like, oh, what do you want it to be? Wonder Woman? No. No, I didn't say she had to be Wonder Woman. She's not Wonder Woman in uh, Sansa the Lambs. The only reason she solves Sansa the Lambs is by doing basic police work and stumbling across it by luck. She's not Wonder Woman. I know, that's what I'm saying. But she is able to do the work and do it herself. In this movie, she's not, I think. It's because now you have Cannibal with all the tools. And it's like, oh, look what I can do. Yeah, but Hannibal doesn't need to save her. She should be able to save herself. She's Clarice fucking Starling. Yes, it was not that special. She is special. She's like the best agent in the force. (laughs) <laughs> oh god it's just like I feel like you're treating her like she's like oh my god this super smart person Mm-mm. no she never she's a super smart person but it's not the level of Cannibal yes she is she goes toe to toe with him in the, in the first in the Sands of the Lambs with Cannibal's help but she no she figures it all out He all he says to her is all the stuff's in that case file he doesn't I give know, her any I know like thinking she was like oh uh, 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 tell we me. find out that Clarice Starling is smart and able to do it and she's able to do that you know, through her own agency and her own work ethic. This movie says, I mean, good for, you know, trying, but the men are in charge. Okay, that may be hinting at a larger point there. But then when it goes to her going straight back to going off-road, I'm going to do the work myself. Fuck the higher-ups, right? I'm going to do it myself. Guess what? She still can't do that. She needs Hannibal to save her at the end. Yes, it's like you said about the TV show, they need Hannibal each other. Doesn't sa- no, Hannibal doesn't save Will. No, no, no. You always said like, oh, Will always want a little bit of Hannibal because he feeds him yeah, but that, this. Exactly. And this is the same. No, like, it's you not. Don't, no, wait. You don't have Hannibal feeding her. So mm. that's why she's dumb. Now she's dumb. No. It's not that smart. No. In the, in the, in the movie, in, in the other movie, what's it called? Manhunter. Um, no. The Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> like, they were playing. And yeah. this one, they're not playing. Yeah. It's like, Carnival just like, oh, I'm going to show off. And right, but clearly, she's not that smart. But she should be. Her her intelligence isn't born out of Hannibal Lecter. It's, she's not Will Graham. They're different characters. Well, I feel like Hannibal Lecter is my Sudoku book. And if I don't play my Sudoku <laughs> book, I, my brain goes off. Okay, well, we disagree so, on the writing of Clarice Starling. That is, that's, that's, that's my main problem with this, this film is 
the the first main character isn't that interesting when he's free and shouldn't be played by who he's played by, and the second quote unquote main character is written horribly. Julianne Moore does a good job of what she's given. She's a great actress. I love Julianne Moore, but I just don't think she's given all that much. It's good. Oh, so, I love her. Okay, so it's ten years after the Sands of Arms. Yes. And Hannibal is free, and they are contacted. The FBI are kind of contacted by Mason Verger who is Hannibal's fourth victim, the only one that's ever survived. Mm-hmm. And he is basically... no. He knows Hannibal's free. Really scary. So now I want to get my revenge on Hannibal Lecter. And he is horribly disfigured. Oh, so bad. Because we reveal that he is a wealthy child molester. Like, he's he's a bad man. Yeah. He's, a, he's not a nice man. And Hannibal one evening uh, drug, him. drugged him... And then made him cut off his own face and feed it to the dogs. Oh my right? god. So already... I was screaming there. Exactly, right? <laughs> already, this is why Jonathan Demme didn't return the director. You know, you've gone from making one of the biggest, best movies of all time, one of the best Oscar successes of all time, to a movie that, like, right now, if we're being honest, nobody really cares about. And it's because the movie doesn't understand what... I understand... Okay, it's not Sansa Lambs, and it doesn't want to be Sansa Lambs. Good. That's why I like this franchise, is that each movie, this one directed by Ridley Scott, has its own personality. It looks different. It mm-hmm. feels different. Good. That's what I want. We've talked about horror films in the past too much being like, oh, it's just the first one again. Oh, it's just this. Mm-hmm. This one's different. I get it. Oh. But the Sansa Lambs is so, so... Uh, sorry, has so much empathy for its victims, in my opinion. And this one is the complete opposite. It loves the gore. Oh. <laughs> it wants you to... It doesn't care about what you're feeling if you feel sad for these people. Okay, Mason Verger is a different story. But it, it has, like, Inspector Piazzi. Uh, it, it doesn't care what you might feel about him. It's like, we're going to cut his guts out. Look, enjoy. And it's like, it's the movie <laughs> that I described from that Quartz article for Sansa Lambs, which yeah. is... People watching it to go, I want to see Hannibal do some violent shit. That's what you get oh, in this movie. Oh, and thank you. But that's not what I'm interested in. <laughs> oh, oh, I am. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm not, not opposed to violence in cinema. I've seen so many violent films. But it, to me, is not interesting with this character. It's just like, it just feeds what Hannibal is like. You can see how evil he can be just... Because it's like, okay, he's a cannibal. He was going to eat people. He didn't eat that. He fitted to the dogs. Yes. He was just being cruel, mean, evil. And right. I'm like, ah! I was screaming at all these parts. And So Hannibal oh has gone from being the villain, or a villain, to he's, I don't think he's a villain in this movie. I think he's an anti-hero, as they say. He does bad shit, and, you know, but he's always justified in what he's doing. He kills the police officer who's trying to sell him out but not arrest him. Like, it's not through the legal process. That cop is trying to sell him to Mason Verger mm-hmm. for revenge. He kills him. He always... Uh, and then uh, Ray Liotta at the end, when he eats his brains. Well, Ray Liotta's a scumbag cop. He's not... You know, he's the one that fucked up at the start. Uh, he's homophobic. And Hannibal then, you know, takes it out on him. Hannibal what about the homeless people? The homeless, homeless guy? People? He's still trying to catch him. Well, yeah. He's trying oh. to catch him for so Hannibal is always quote unquote justified in what he does to the point where this movie is wanting you to go. I, I kind of like Hannibal, also, rather than I'm, I'm terrified by Hannibal. This is the first time, first movie that it makes me think: How actually can you get the rewards for people that is 
like looking for by, by well, this the, reward isn't by the police officer i know but is, i didn't know yeah so i was like oh because the number okay so there's a police um investigator in florence in florence Italy. yes yeah. um trying to solve a case of il mostro um that is uh, someone that has been killing people in florence disappearance or something is il not is that not the tv show il monstro did mean? they mention that in this in the TV show, yeah, Il Monstro. In the TV show, they mention Il Monstro, but did they, they mention in this one? Okay, I, didn't, um, I don't remember that. Okay. Yes, they do, because I remember the subtitles. Okay. We put subtitles. Yes, we did. Um, so, Chief yes. Inspector Rinaldo Pazzi. I love him. Mm. He's exactly the same like the TV show, and I remember I love him. In my opinion, he's the best thing in this movie. Okay, I disagree. But anyway, um, I love the character. The character finds out that Cannibal Lecter is a monstro, and there's a reward. Yeah. Yes. So, but he sees this reward on the FBI page. So that's like, oh, so that meant Bird Jail. Berger. Uh, yeah, infiltrating FBI to put the number. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm still or, not sure about that. Yes. Or the other thing is like, when he phones, it says like this number is not correct. So maybe he's like making a connection there all if they phone for Hannibal cut it yeah. and send it to my personal uh, yeah the phone. number is not correct is so that they phone yeah. him back so there's no trace from where they're phoning from yeah yeah it's all deliberate so then and then he gets over like okay I'll, the first step is to provide a fingerprint mm-hmm. if it match with the person that we're looking for then we're gonna go to step two or mm-hmm. whatever Santo oh my god that's that's just like I'm like I've never seen anybody that I suspect that is like uh, guilty of something, but yes. I always say like, oh, they're offering a two million pounds for this person. Yeah, how would I do it? Like, I don't, I don't want to be caught on the middle yeah. of the thing. But then it's like, oh, it's gonna be super private. We're gonna give you a little bit, blah, blah. and it's like, so that's 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 the problem is that as he's trying to get the fingerprint, mm-hmm. Hannibal is realized he's being stalked mm-hmm. and kills the. I don't know if he's homeless, but it, yes, the, the, the person that uh, Inspector Patsy puts up to the challenge, mm-hmm. Hannibal kills him. And then Hannibal is aware Inspector Patsy's trying to sell me out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as the film goes on, ends up killing Inspector Patsy. Yeah. And the way he kills him is, as I say, he recreates what happened to Inspector Patsy's great-grandfather or something like that. In Italy, during a rebellion, where they hang him from the side of this building, and then uh, bills in or bills out, and he decides to bills out, which is you know slice right down his stomach, throw him off the building, and then as he hangs, all his guts come out. This movie's so gross when it wants to be. Yeah, and you can see the worm. Yes, when it lands on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> all the guts is so horrible. Oh, I was screaming like ah. So. And that's the first time that Hannibal and Clarice talk, actually talk, because she phones Inspector Patsy to say, I know what you're up to, don't, because this man is dangerous, Hannibal Lecter will, he will figure you out and, and stop you, you are yeah. going to die. And she's, she phones him too late that Hannibal answers the phone and does this whole, hello Clarice, and she's like, you know, realises that he's dead, and I just, I just, I don't really care about any of it. And another thing I don't care about this movie is through the first half of it, 
whenever we get Clarice just at home doing nothing, she can't do anything now, she's not a cop, mm-hmm. she listens to the tapes back from Sansa Lambs when she interviewed Hannibal yeah. Lecter. And so we get the conversations of them, or some conversations we never heard. We get some, some of that. Yeah. No, the first time her and Hannibal speak should be that phone call. And I understand it is, but we've already heard his voice and her voice in the same room because we've heard it in these old tapes. Mm-hmm. It should be such a big moment, which is Clarice and Hannibal are now, they're not together, but they're on the phone again for the first time. And it's like an hour 20 into the movie. But we've already heard them and you've kind of already conditioned yourself yeah. to get used to that. I kind of was just, I was like, this should be the big moment and it's not. In my opinion, okay. it kind of falls flat. Okay, fair enough. So... I mean, what happens next? I mean, Verger realizes that Hannibal is on to him. Yeah, like, and then Hannibal is in America. How he got there, I we don't know. We, we have no idea about anything. It's just, it's just, it's just classic, you know, Hannibal Lecter. He's so smart, he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. But the movie's not interested in, you know, exposing any of that. In my opinion, I remember how Verger then gets uh, Rayliota, Paul Krendler, gets his character him, yeah. to work for him for I think it's five million dollars. He puts the bounty up. Yeah. And then, so that's now the FBI are, are you know, they're not even concerned about going through the legal process. They're willing to sell Hannibal out to this child molester criminal. Yeah. Who, what he wants is to feed Hannibal to his Oh my God. Pigs, to his the, wild those pigs are like so creepy. Mm-hmm. And so massive. They're huge. They're I, big, did, big I didn't hogs. realize how yeah. massive they are, like proper. So he yeah. wants to torture Hannibal back, basically. That's mm-hmm. his game. Yeah. And um, I honestly don't remember. And then that's you know the whole bit where they you know they're With following the Hannibal Lecter, and she somehow Clarice is on to it, and then there she knows Hannibal's there, and the the FBI are there, but they mm-hmm. don't want Hannibal for you know to arrest him and put him. They are going to sell him out, yeah. and so the three of them all converge on this like it's like a mall kind of yeah. And that's when Hannibal leans over and swipes the back of her head on the merry-go-round. Yeah. Because they're on like a Bluetooth headset to each other. And she can't figure out where he is. And I'm just like, how is Clarice so dumb in this movie? It's not like, there's no riddle there. It's just him hiding in a mall. If somebody touched the back of your hair and you were standing in front of a merry-go-round, surely you would look the way the merry-go-round is spinning and not against it. She's just distracted. No, she's dumb in this movie. Oh, I I would like to know how long it will take you to find me in a mall. And I'm like, fine. And like, I'm seeing you, Callum. And then he's like, where are you? But if somebody swiped the back of my head again on a merry-go-round that's rotating clockwise, I would turn and look clockwise rather than look against it. He's already passed. He just swiped your head. I don't think you will, but fair enough. I'm not that dumb. Seriously. (laughs) What an insult from my wife. But yeah, so, and, and then Hannibal gets caught by the FBI. He gets tasered and he falls down and yeah. they throw him in the back of a van. And see when he falls down, he looks like an old man. He, look, he's an old man. Well, yes, 10 years, what do you want? Well, yeah, well, if you don't want him to be an old man, then maybe make it, you know, two years, three years after the Sansa Lambs and recast it. Again, that's what I'm going for. But it's 10 years, so obviously he's older. But I didn't know he was meant to be 55 in the Sansa Lambs. He could pass as, like, 42. So in this one, he's, like, 52. But he can't pass as 52 in this one, because you look at him and you go, he's clearly in his mid-60s. <laughs> they'd, they'd, they'd be easy to stop him. It, it's it's ridiculous. 
it's like Robert De Niro and the Irishman people had problems with where it's like oh yeah the you know the de-aging all works in his face it looks a little yeah. bit weird but it all works but when he goes to fight someone you're like it's still an old man it's an old man acting you know he can't kick the way he used to and you're like I know I get it that's the problem with that film that's the problem with this is that there's no way to disguise that Hannibal Lecter is an old man yeah the problem like Hannibal is dangerous because of his mind and the way he gets to the victims it's not like oh he's a a kung fu professional or something like that. It's not like a tough guy, never been. And also, I don't like the the big lines in this movie. I don't like them either. Like the you know when he kills Inspector Patsy and he goes, "I'm having very serious consideration to eating your wife." <laughs> like I, it's just a shit line in my opinion. Okay, yeah, it was quite like uh, I didn't like um, that. So they catch him. They bring him to the Verger Ranch. And that's when Verger on his like little wheelchair and he can't speak properly and he's, you know his face is all cut off because he cut his own face off. Mm-hmm. So he's horribly disfigured. Oh, and he so looks incredible in this movie. The makeup is insane. That's Gary Oldman. You would not recognize him. I know. At all. And Gary Oldman apparently uh, went un- uncredited for this film for oh, a long really? time. Like so people wouldn't know it was him. I know for a fact he's not in the opening credits because I remember thinking... Gary Oldman's not in the opening credits. Like, that's a name you would put in the opening credits. Mm-hmm. But he's not in there. And then at the end, he's in, he's in the credits. Apparently, something to do with he wasn't in the credits, the original end credits. Oh. So people were like, who the fuck was that? I don't know. Um, I remember the first time I saw bits of this movie, my dad told me that that's what he actually looked like. Not Gary Oldman, because I didn't know it was Gary Oldman. He just went, you see that guy? And I was like, yeah. He was like, that's what he actually looks like. And I remember just being like, how did they find someone who cut off their own face? <laughs> how how did they find that? Well, it could be like a fire incident or something like that. Yeah, it doesn't look like a burn though. It looks like he's actually hacked his own face off, like oh. with a knife. It's so good. It's so good. So good and yeah. his eye dripped. And the one thing I noticed as well, the way he talks is similar to the way that they talk in the TV show. And I'm like, I wonder if something th- if they like do it in the TV show, if they're deliberately trying to sound like Gary Oldman because the voice is no, the I same. No, I just think it's when you talk, but it's like, the accent. The lips, it's everything. Like this. It's the same. Cordell, Dr. Lecter. Yeah, I sound into like this. And if you speak like this, you can sound like him. Yes, fair See, enough. I That's can do good. it. There you go. And he is... Hire me, please. He is, you know, the villain of this movie. Like, he's the gross character. And the book goes even way more in depth than that. Like, he's a child molester. And then because he can't molest children anymore because his body's fucked, he, uh, he just insults children until they cry. And then he <laughs> makes martinis out of their tears. But he does that in the TV so show. Dramatic. Do you not remember that? No. But that's Hannibal. It's so operatic. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> like, well, the villain he can't molest children anymore, so he just he just abuses them until they cry, and then we'll, and then what happens? He makes a martini out of their tears, and you're like, what? That's ridiculous. I don't remember that in the show. He doesn't. It's not like a full martini. It's not like he cries into a glass and it fills up. No, but I don't remember the child crying, and they he puts put like it... a little piece of paper under the child's eye, and it's so the tear drips and wets the paper, and he puts the paper in his drink into his martini. <laughs> Okay. And this is before he's all scarred oh. in season two when he's played by Michael Pitt. Okay. They recast in season three with the face. So, yeah. So he so he is the horrible person in this movie. He has a sister, uh, Margot. Again, not in this movie. She's in the book. Yeah. And uh, at the end of the movie, he is killed not by his wild hogs, but by his sister. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. In, I remember in, that. in the, the book. Uh, he has a cattle prod shoved up his anus. And he is stimulated until he ejaculates and then they oh get to come so she can have a baby, but without... Like, why are we talking about this? That's, this is why people 
didn't like the book. This is why, like, Jonathan Demme and, like, Jodie oh, Foster God. and, like, loads of people didn't come back. The only person who really came back is Anthony Hopkins. And I think because he was paid a shit ton of money. Like, so many people were like, oh, that I book will. is gross. No. <laughs> like, that's not what I want to do. Like, people turned down the Silence of the Lambs because they thought it was gross. And then this book, which comes out in 1999 and was waited for for years, I've read claims that some people think it might be a bit of a troll by uh, Thomas Harris, mm-hmm. which is like, oh, you're oh, waiting you, so long. You, you want, yeah, you've been, yeah, you've been waiting you so long for this and you want it, you know, you thought the last one was gross, here you go. And it's just ridiculous, which is why I kind of want to read it. Yeah. Just to see how much, how different is it from Silence of the Lambs? Like, how much does it more go into it? So, uh, yeah, because as I say, Jonathan Demme and that, they, Jodie Foster, they all originally said they were coming back before uh-huh. the book came out. They were like, of course we're coming back. Silence of the Lambs, huge yeah. hit, of course. Then the book came out and they read it and they were like, no, no I can't do this. <laughs> so, yeah, that's this movie. And Anthony Hopkins is ready to get eaten by these hogs. And oh, yeah, what happened? Oh, he Clarice. escapes. Clarice comes in and saves him. Kind of. She cuts his, you know, he's he's on a cross, basically. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. They're waiting for the pigs to come in. And she, you know, finds out where she, he is. Comes in, cuts his, uh, his arms free. Mm-hmm. And then gives him the knife. He yeah. says it'd be quicker if you gave me the knife. I'll cut my other arm free. And then she faints or something. Does something happen? Does she get hit by something? I don't know. I just remember she passes out. And I just remember Hannibal. And Hannibal carries her. her, That's the thing. Like, oh, she needed Hannibal to save. Like, she kind of saves him a little bit, but not really. She cuts one arm free. And even he cuts the second arm free. Yeah. But he saves her. And And she wakes up in this house. Hold on, no. Verger dies. Oh, yeah. And that is because Verger turns up and goes, wait, what's going on? Why is he not being eaten by the hogs? Why are they eating all my other people? And you get to see them chewing the faces of people. <laughs> Again, it's so gross. <laughs> and then he turns up at Cordell, his handler, basically. And Hannibal turns around with Clarice in his arms and says, you know, Cordell, you can just push him in to the pit and the hogs will eat him. Because mm-hmm. he can't walk. He's on a wheelchair. He can't, he can't do yeah. anything. And then Cordell looks at him and Hannibal says, you can even tell them I did it. Like, you'll be free of blame but you can kill this horrible man right here. Yeah. And so he does. Boom. Tips him over. And... Bye. Bye-bye, Mason Garrett. He's <laughs> fucked up by his own... Yeah. So Clarice ends up back at Hannibal's... No, is it Paul Crendler's house? It's yes. Paul Crendler's house. It is the shitty cop. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The boss or something. Uh, yeah, Paul Crendler, played by Ray Liotta. She wakes up. She's been drugged. And she looks amazing, by the way. She does look amazing. When I was younger, I used to have a bit of a crush. In fact, I probably still do have a little bit of a crush oh on Julianne Moore. Cheekbones for days, right? You don't think you don't agree? Like no, her, you can now cut I'm glass. getting jealous because I don't look at my round potato face. I can have a crush on people with different faces, <laughs> like a potato face girl like me. <laughs> you have a crush on Zac Efron. He's got cheekbones. I don't have as cheekbones like Zac Efron. Really? I don't look anything like Zac Efron. You're looking at me now as if as if you're like as what I just said. No, was I'm just saying like you are like putting like oh cheekbones for days, and I'm like uh, you will never see my cheekbones. No, I know, but ju- that's Julianne Moore's like feature. It's the red hair and the cheekbones. Do you know I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna stop this podcast right here. You just said she looks amazing in the dress. She looks amazing in the dress. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about her cheekbones for days. <laughs> anyway. Gucci shoes, really classy, elegant black dress, and her hair looks so beautiful. Simple. So good. It's the style that you've been doing at weddings recently. Yes! Oh my Just god, Just a yes. big, 
tied right back, big, yeah. big, very, Love very it. neat ponytail. So elegant. And she's drugged too far. Yes. And what she does is she goes downstairs, uh, she calls the police, first of all. She's mm-hmm. able to somehow contact them. Ten minutes. You have ten minutes. And she goes downstairs and Hannibal Lecter... Is having a feast. Is having a dinner feast with Paul Krendler. That looks a little bit... Mm. Yeah, he's acting like he's also drugged. That's what we think, at yeah. least. Like he's, you know, slurring his words and he's laughing and he's not being that mean like he was. Like, it seems like he's changed and he's wearing a hat. And she's a bit wary as to what's going on. Um, Hannibal is cooking dinner, as we said, and then he takes off oh, God. <laughs> Paul Krendler's hat. And again, the movie indulges in gore. We see exactly what he's doing. He cuts the top of Paul Krendler's head off. Again, I was like, ah! <sighs> Being oh sure God. not to cut through the brain, like he cuts around the he skull. Explains. He explains, he explains the war. So he can like... just lift the top <laughs> of his head off and you can see his brain. <laughs> This is ridiculous. This is, but this happens in the book. Oh god! And um, what does he do? He peels back the. You even yeah. You think that's it? That's it? That's the brain? He's going to clearly do destroy this man's brain or do something? But no, the movie indulges you one extra step, which is (laughs) oh, there's a protective sack around the brain. Yes. Like uh, I don't know what it looks like. It's protective. Like a placenta kind kind of of, stuff. Yeah, it's like a really thin layer of mucus quote-unquote and he peels it back <laughs> off the brain oh, and it's just like what and then now the brain is free you I, thought it was free before uh, actually there's a protective sack of water just peel that back and I then there. cuts out a little bit of the man's brain while he's alive oh god because he's like hannibal knows which parts of the brain like he's a fucking brain surgeon now right it's gone from just being you know was he a, a psychiatrist or whatever but now also brain surgery like it just it just he becomes superman you said clarice starling isn't wonder woman guess what hannibal lecter is superman but he has training on does he he's never done surgery he's not a surgical doctor is he well it also in, in well in the tv show they say yeah. oh this person has training on medical things the tv show he never eats someone's brain while they're alive but you don't know he just kills them in fancy ways. Right, so anyway, cuts half, not half, a little chunk of brain, a little piece. <laughs> yes. And fries it. <laughs> and feeds it to Paul Krendler. Oh, Paul God. Krendler eats his own brain. Oh, do we have, come on. Is that it's whole a, scene is iconic, brutal. <laughs> it's funny, right? It is funny. It's, it's just, darkly it, comic. Yes. And that's kind of what I like about this movie. Uh-huh. Isn't the gore stuff, it, this movie, where Sansa Lambs is just a great American thriller horror, and Manhunter before it is like such an 80s crime uh, exploitation flick. This movie is trying to be a dark black comedy opera. Like, opera fits a, is a okay, good... Yeah. Like, it's bigger, it's more vocal in what it's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, yeah. It's just, it's just like, does this, it actually work? And it's got all the speed ramping, like the movie speeds up, it's, it's like Mad Max Fury Road. These also, it's on the TV show, when he fits the, I don't know, with one of the criminals, the, the leg. Yeah, he doesn't fit in their brain. No, but again, but it's yes, like beating their part own of their body, stuff, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I suppose that is true, actually, he does do that in the TV show. Opera fits the TV show quite well as well, I yeah. think, as a, as a description. But that's what this movie's going for. I like some of it. I don't like other parts. But anyway, he feeds him his brain. Now, in the novel, Clarice also eats the brain. Oh, God. And becomes Hannibal's lover. And they escape together. Oh, okay. That's not what happens here. No. 
uh, I think, I can't remember who, I think it might have been um, the director, what the hell's his name, really, Scott, who asked Thomas Harris, are you married to your ending? Or is it Stephen Zeling who wrote the screenplay? One of them, they said, do, do you just have the ending? Do we need to go with that? And he said, no, it's fine, you can change it. And so they did, which is Hannibal escapes mm-hmm. by cutting off his own hand because Clarice handcuffs herself to him and won't give him the key. That's the one bit of agency she has yeah. in this movie. And then he cuts off his own hand and escapes. And then the, that's it. Where did he go? How did he get out of there? Because there's cops yeah. all around. Yeah. We don't know. It doesn't matter. He just got out of there yeah, because he's out. fucking Superman, right? No <laughs> explanation needed. And the next we see him is he's, he's on a plane. a plane. His arm's in a fucking bandage because he cuts his hand off. Mm-hmm. And a wee boy next to him is like, oh, what's that? And he goes, oh, that's like cheese. And oh, what's that? Oh, it's salad or whatever. It's airplane food. And he's like, what's that there? And he's got his own little, little tub. It's the brain. And it's the brain. Yeah. And he feeds the brain to the little boy. <laughs> the little boy on this plane sitting next to Hannibal Lecter, his mum's asleep, eats a man's brain because Hannibal Lecter feeds it to him. And he goes, my mother always said you should always try new things. It is creepy, weird voice, right? Like, don't accept food from strangers. Don't accept food from strangers. Certainly don't accept food from Hannibal Lecter, right? Oh, God. But, but it's to ridiculous. Be honest, but you see, you see the food that he has. It's like, quite elegant because he's drinking wine and everything. I was like, mm, I will eat that too. But it's just, it's just insane. That's the, the... The only thing I didn't like it okay. is that the kid is Asian. Why? Because then, because no, that's what I said. Oh, that's quite racist because it's like, oh, uh, you should be open to, to try new things. And he's like, yes, I like new things. Uh-huh. The kid says. And I was like, uh, it's not because kind of Asian people eat like different things that we do. And I thought like, why they put an Asian kid? Because an American wouldn't eat it? Probably. <laughs> like it's no fries, so I'm not eating it. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I, didn't I just thought that, that like, okay, of course. Like, an Asian-looking kid will eat something different. Okay. Well, he does eat something different. He yeah. eats a man's brain. Oh, it's a man's brain. So, and that's what Hannibal that's is. That's Hannibal. And it's it's impossible I to describe. I love it. It's a rolling coaster of emotions and screamings and... No, I thought... I, I, I really like I it. I think it's... I really for, enjoy it. Okay. For me, the majority of this movie is very boring. When it leans into the ridiculousness, I kind of am on board with it. And that's not to say the gore. The gore thing, I think, is a misunderstanding of what the film should be. But when it really leans into how ridiculous it should be, a man eating his own brain, like that end scene, I'm all there for that. Come on, the but, pigs uh, being all wild when they put screaming Yes, people, I'm like, there oh, for that. Oh, God, love it. But Clarice Starling being thrown to the wayside and having nothing to do, nah, give her, she's interesting, I am interested in her. Because you like the cheekbones. No, I would have preferred if Jodie Foster had played it, because I think Jodie Foster did a better job. But it's just, yeah, I think this movie gets a lot wrong. It gets some right, but a lot wrong. And that's maybe not the fault of the movie. That might be the fault of the novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Cox, who played Hannibal Lecter in Manhunter, is a fan of Sansa Lambs, okay. which obviously he's not in, but he's a fan of it. But then he says, I think after that, Thomas Harris fell in love with his own character. To the point where he couldn't make Hannibal be the bad guy anymore. Mm-hmm. Which I think Hannibal should be the man. If he's going to be out in the world, make him the bad guy. But they go, no, Mason Verger exists. He's worse than Hannibal. And you're like, 
I thought the whole reason Hannibal getting out was such a scary thing was that he is now the scariest man alive, but yeah. no, you've got someone worse than him. That's, it, that you don't know of. Exactly. But I think that's the problem. I agree with that. That Hannibal Lecter, he fell in love with that character and he couldn't make him as evil as he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Everything he does that's evil is always justified. It might be overly violent, but it's always got a reason. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, so that's Hannibal. Yes. That's 2001's Hannibal. Yes. Again, I recommend you watch it because, as I said this franchise every film is different so far at least so different yes which totally. is rare for a horror franchise oh i know like I, I... to be three films in and go i could watch every single one of these movies and they're not different stories they're yeah. not the same yes they're done differently they're told differently they're acted differently everything about them they're so, connected by one character basically but but the, the way that it's done is totally different yeah I, so, I like it hizella before we finish as always Favourite death. Oh my god, is he dead? Favourite death. Um, I have to say that is the um, Italian inspector in, it, in Florence. Inspector Rinaldo Pazzi. Pazzi, yeah. Inspector I Pazzi. would have to agree with you unless... Do we assume that Paul Krendler, Ray, Ray Liotta's character, dies at the end? You never see him die. You see him eat his own brain. But you see he's alive. Yeah. And it's like, well, he could survive without that bad brain. He'll just be fucked up. Like, he'll just he'll just not be yeah, the same again. Yeah, we don't know what happened to him, yeah. But do we assume he dies? Because if we assume he dies, then I would Probably. go with that. But it's not... I, I think I, I will assume he dies. So can I have that as mine? Okay. Okay, so you've got <laughs> Ronaldo Pazzi, which is clearly a death. Like, we see him die. Oh, yeah, the whole things are Whereas outside. mine is not a death scene. It is just a gore scene. But I would assume that he doesn't yeah, survive at the end. Yeah. So we'll go Paul Krenler. So that's Hannibal. That's Hannibal. Again, not a fan. He's still is a fan, but I would still recommend you check it out. It is so fucking wild. I'm telling you to watch it, and you're going to love it. So, yes. So uh, we should also say we... I forgot to do the, our cooking on Instagram that we said we were going to do every week. I know. We'll do it this week. Um, but as I say, other things have taken place that Instagram shouldn't really be, over the last week, it should not be in the place to be like, ho, 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 look at us. You know, so we took a week off or whatever. We'll get back to it. And our next episode will be Red Dragon. Okay, I think I've seen that. I also think I've seen that, which is... A remake of Manhunter, which we've already covered. However, I think they've done it because they were like, okay, now Anthony Hopkins is, it, is, is, is Hannibal Lecter. We need to do the three of them. Is the main actor in Red Dragon the one that is the villain in Spider-Man? Michael Keaton? No. Michael Keaton... Red Dragon? No. Which, Red which, Dragon? which villain do you mean in Spider-Man? Because there's more than one Spider-Man um, movie. I think he's San. He's oh, Sandman! No, 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 no! It's it looks not him. like him. No, I don't think it's him. No, it's, it's not. The one that has something in the lip. Yeah. No, oh. it's Ray Fiennes. Voldemort plays the Red Dragon. The two films. Yes, that him. Okay, yes, I was confused with something else, but yeah, yeah, I've right. seen that movie. And Will Graham sure is played is. by Edward Norton, who is obviously in Fight Club and American History X. And uh, is he the magician? The illusionist. Yes. Yes, he plays Will Graham. Hannibal. Anthony Hopkins. Oh, I'm talking Hopkins again. Woo! That's what I'm saying. I think that's why they did it. They were like, we've already done this story. And they go, yeah, but we didn't do it with Anthony Hopkins. 
So let's do it with Anthony Hopkins. And they've got all three of them. Uh, I think that's why they did it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm on board. So we'll be back with that next week. So until then, thank you for listening. Thank you to Delani Samia for artwork. Thank you to Metal Morphosis for the little favourite death soundtrack we have. Gracias por escucharnos. Y hasta la próxima.